Log in. Come on, butthole. Let's do the. Oh my god. Why is nothing going right tonight? I Maybe because your uh, war cry was, come on, butthole. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, I don't know how that didn't make it you know, into the Braveheart movie. How, how did that end up on the cutting room floor? I'll never know. <laughs> come on, butthole. Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is John, and tonight I am uh, joined by my colleague, peer, friend, uh, let's see, how does Zach say it? Master, oh, just, Game Master, Master I, Master, Master Blaster. Um, who runs Bartertown? Who runs Bartertown? Troy Sandlin. Welcome, Troy. Howdy, y'all. And I am uh, I'm John Christian, known as the Dwarven DM. Our, one of our, our our man, the third stooge, is not here tonight. Our, our Mo, our voice of reason, the the the, the Mo to our Larry and Curly. And you know yes. what? I'm not. We can be two Curlies. And I think that's fine. I don't. Nobody wants to be the Larry for some reason. Even though he was an impeccable violinist, uh, Zach is not with us this evening, and so we have already in stream gone completely bananas. So we're hoping we can take that energy and bring that to the table here for our listeners at home. Yes, we're going to try to focus fire. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, so that's actually a, a good... Uh, a segue well, to a different topic. Thing, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think tonight, Troy, um, I really don't have any news. I, I scoured the, the interwebs and I didn't find anything. Okay, did you have anything I, you I to... do. I do have one news item that I think is of interest to probably quite a few people, or at least, you know, I would think would have some interest. Cobalt Fight Club is gone. What happened? They took it down. Like what, like a cease and desist? No. The the people running it, Mm -hmm. it just got to be too much because it was a free thing, Mm. and they weren't getting, you know, it it was a massive undertaking to keep this thing going. And apparently, you know, all the people using it just weren't, you know, they're, they're, they didn't have a consistent form of funding. Mm, like a Patreon. Like or a Patreon, as yeah. far as I know, as far as mm-hmm. I know. Um, I'm sure that they had some way to, to tip them and stuff, but it was probably so f- infrequent that they couldn't justify the amount of work that it put in because... I learned something about Cobalt Fight Club that I didn't know because I had, I had never used it. I've heard about it many times. Mm-hmm. Unlike the Encounter Builder in D&D Beyond, Cobalt Fight Club actually had third-party content included in it. Yep. And the way they got away with it is there was no stats. You could not run a combat from Cobalt Fight Club. Mm-hmm. You can You can just plug the things in it tells you hey this is deadly or you know whatever but uh cobalt fight club went down they left all the coding uh available in case somebody wanted to pick it up and apparently Mm -hmm. someone has oh and it is now called cobalt plus so and it looks like it looks like it's basically the same as what it was before. Before, 
Um, but it's like, uh, I'll actually I'll put a put a link for everybody to check it out. But yeah, uh, Cobalt Fight Club uh, went away and then was resurrected. Hmm. So hopefully, hopefully somebody or whoever whoever picked up the football will be able to continue to uh, run with it because I yeah. know a lot of people that used Cobalt Fight. Now currently. I think it's only SRD monsters, maybe right now. Mm. They had to take all the third-party content out for right now, but hopefully they'll be able to get all Man, that that's stuff figured out. Yeah, that is I a just, bummer, I, honestly. I just thought, uh, you know, that very newsworthy. I feel, I feel bad because you know, was, I think it was just two guys doing it, and it was like a, a, a passion project for them. But it got to the point where they just couldn't, and I could not find a whole lot of news and information on it. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to throw give a shout out to uh, uh, Fly Flourish Mike Shea. He had it on his show. Oh, he was on the post today. Right yeah. on. go Mike, and, go. And so, yeah, just wanted to you know, let everybody know that uh, Cobalt Fight Club is around. It's it's not quite as robust as it once was, for now, mm-hmm. but it, it's still there. Uh, yeah, I think the only the only thing I had that I could probably offer, just so that I'm not a complete schlub here and not helping out at all, and like let me let me assist with a lift on news, is uh, they've wrapped filming for the Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, movie. yes, yes, yes. Right. Uh, seen a couple of pictures here and there. You know, grainy, distant, blurry. You know, whatever. What's the point? Honestly, yeah. you know, we saw the, the the images of the castle where they were doing some water deep filming mm-hmm. and it looked really bland, which terrified people. But you're none of the post productions done. No CG. You don't see any of the green screen, blue screen type stuff that might be in the background or elsewhere. However, they're kind of like setting up the scene. None of the actors are in like their you know, full gear, except for. No, I don't, th- I don't think we've really seen anybody like in their full getup at this point in, in any uh, way that's like impressive. Wasn't least, there right? an image of of Michelle Rodriguez in her, which was in, her like in, like not mohawk mohawk barbarian well, gear, like like in her in her like barbarian clothing, but she had like a weird like modern helmet or something on, like face covering on a scooter. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So yeah, and they do that in order to to. Uh, yeah. Because whenever they whenever they go from one studio to the next, they'll have them put the helmet on as an advisor so that they can't see the makeup or the, any of their stuff like that. I'm actually really surprised by the level of secrecy with this one because I'm just not seeing much out there about it. I'll usually see a lot of scuttlebutt. Yeah, I'm good with that. Movies I'm good like with that. that. I'm surprised that they've kept it as tightly wrapped as they have. Honestly. Yeah, and that, you know that's fine with me. That's fine with me oh, yeah. as far as that we're gonna because watch it. we're going to watch it. We're obviously. Watch it. Yeah. And I am not one for trailers. I, I will watch the first trailer of a movie, and then I try to avoid mm-hmm. all trailers afterwards because I don't like things to be spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. Th- that's a, that, I learned that. That's a not a hard lesson. That's I've noticed that my ex- viewing experience is a lot purer and more. Mm-hmm. I can enjoy it more than I would have if I'd known because I can kind of telegraph. They usually tell you they show too much in the trailers anyway. Exactly. Way too much. Uh, Spider Man trailer that just uh, just came out yesterday i think i'm looking at you you shouldn't that's like they're just they're giving away too much of the goose um for for anything like that but yeah i'm with you i'm the same way about because honestly the only trailers that i want to see are the ones that i don't either don't know anything about and like i'm trying to figure out if i want to watch it or not or Mm -hmm. if it's a movie that 
I, I have, have no, no interest in seeing. No then maybe it, you might turn the tide. Exactly. Give it a, a exactly. And yes, Craig, I hope. I mean, we have had fantastic fantasy movies. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord of the Rings trilogy was just amazing. Mm-hmm. So please take your cues from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not, you know, Dungeon Siege. Or Seventh Son. Was like was like super mediocre, not great. Yeah, those right. movies, th- those movies that could all have been great, but it's just kind of for whatever reason. I mean, it, like you look at like barring the last season of Game of Thrones, boom. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones minus last season was great. You look yeah. at the Harry Potter movies, which they're kind of like modern fantasy, but still, I think that it still it gets nestled in there. Uh, yeah, Hobbit trilogy not so great, not now, the best. Yeah, I will say, if that hadn't had have been the Hobbit, mm-hmm. it would have been fun. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But it being well, the Hobbit, it was, it was like, bloated. It was, right? too, it was like, yeah, it was, exactly. It was too bloated. Why are why are certain characters in there that weren't in the book just because you wanted, you know, mm-hmm. whatever? But uh, milk it. Milk that cash cow. Take that. If you took three books and made three movies, let's make one book and make three movies. Math is really hard on that one. Uh, I did not want to bring up CGI Bill Connolly on a Warthog, <laughs> but Bear Droid, you did. So, well, you know, yeah, there was that. Um, it did have the saving grace of a lot of dwarves. Yes, but I will say, as far as Billy Connolly on a Warthog, CGI, it was way better than The Rock as the Scorpion King. <laughs> There's not much that isn't, honestly. Even True. even in fairness to the guy, like ILM did that right. I watched, for any of you out there that have not watched it, uh, watch the, the channel on YouTube, Corridor. Yep. It's, about, it's a bunch of independent uh, special effects artists, and they did a... You know, like they kind of did a, a review and dissected that scene from uh, from Scorpion King, and they had the guy that was the director of uh, the uh, creative director at ILM during that time that kind of talked about like here's what we did and how we did it and why it was you know as clunky so, as it was. So it's I think that's the guy. I think whoever did that CGI is the mm-hmm. same guy that covered up Superman's mustache. Mm, oh man! Oh, now that's an embarrassment. The I mean, Superman mustache. Whenever you've got like some dude in his basement rocking out on a, on a some like pooter, yeah, and he can he's able to deep fake that to a degree that is embarrassing embarrassingly better than what you were able to produce, dude. Hang up your spurs. Yeah, I mean, uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. So D and D stop rapping. Now here's the other part, the other half of this that I thought that was interesting uh, about this is it's wrapped. We are. Mid 2021, it's not releasing until 2023. Normally, you'd see this as a Thanksgiving or a Christmas release. This is like if it, I don't know if it's they've I don't know if you consider it a tentpole film, but it could be. You know, well, those are I mean, the release dates you kind of normally nestle things like that in, or more like a Labor Day weekend maybe. There is a lot writing on this movie, though. Hmm. You know, there is a lot of IP potential writing on this, as has been shown 
in this past year with how much D&D has blown up. Mm-hmm. And to me, the fact that it's not coming out until 2023 is a good sign. Principal photography has been has been wrapped. You will have reshoots. You, you will have some reshoots and some fill-ins mm-hmm. and some other things like that. But all the, all the rest of that time is going into all the post-production work. So the mm-hmm. castle that we saw, that we were like, oh, that's kind of a mm, castle, mm-hmm. is probably going to look absolutely amazing. Yep. You know, so yeah. I'll come th- th- this, this gives me hope. Yeah, I've, I've, that's one of the things where I've, man, whenever we didn't have Ghostbusters last year, uh, mm. The the new iteration when we didn't get it, man. I, the whole house, my whole house was so bummed. Uh, but it was reassuring to hear Zemeckis or Zemeck, like Robert Zemeckis' son, whatever he was. He's the director. Say like, look, there's no time wasted in it. Like, give, you're giving me another year mm-hmm. to work on this thing, and I'll make it worth the while. So, so you know, fingers crossed. They did, yeah, they did the same thing with uh, the Hall- with Halloween Kills and um, yeah. Halloween Ends. So hopefully that extra time is, is exactly what they need. And you know what? It's I'd rather them take more time than try to hand like hand jam it in and try to get it summer yeah. or you know, yeah. Memorial Day weekend next year for sure. Yeah, yeah. Don't give us don't give us a four, uh, Fantastic Four. <sighs> well, that one. Oh, that's a that's an episode in and of itself, right there. How much comedy do uh, so? Yes, the the TV show is still floating around. And how much comedy do we want in this movie? Uh, oh, man, that's tough. That depends on the story that they're telling. The the characters that they've got. I mean, you look at the Hobbit or look at the Lord of the Rings. There were moments in it that were the the funny was there to kind of like alleviate the act as a relent yeah a release valve for the the tension the same way in a similar way that you would with with like horror films and stuff mm-hmm. like that so like, again look at like it's a really good template for a, a solid not solid but a phenomenal fantasy film and have like you know oh my god willow levels of comedy Whew, buddy i love willow i'm really I like, mean, the, I'm, yeah. I'm excited about the disney plus series that's coming out too yeah, I I don't know. Uh, it 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 could work. It willow willow levels of humor could work if done mm-hmm. correctly. Uh, not the levels of ridiculous stupidity of the original D and D movie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I think that out the gate, you don't want to do a willow. You don't want to do a willow. You don't want to have like a willow level of comedy out the gate. You kind of want to you want to tell a compelling story and not just make it a comic because you don't want it to be a goof or you're going to, this is kind of going to set a, the temperature, the level set for whatever it is that comes next. Right. Yeah. So similar to like a, like star Wars, you you can have dark and serious branches and funny, silly branches and stuff like that. If you do if you play your cards, right. No bards in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We could only hope. Oh man, that's not uh, nice. I'm. Uh, I hope they're there. I'm. I'm thinking like maybe this is just me personally. John Wick levels of comedy. Maybe just winking a nod. Yeah, or just turned up one more notch, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. Give me, maybe give me a one liner here or there, or just something that you weren't expecting to see. Mm-hmm. You know, and be like. Oh, that was cool, you know, but not out of place. But not out of place. Yeah, like uh, the opening of oh my god, I'm not going to do this to myself again. The opening of Last Jedi, where it's like 
it's just hokey Marvel level is the default teenage dorkery. Yeah, no. On. Give give me the same amount of humor that's in uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. Well, Craig, Craig threw it out there. Uh, yeah, fa- Marvel, exactly. Marvel like, level. Marvel's a really good act, admixture of the serious, like some the again moments of levity, and you know what? Again, different properties are different. Mm-hmm. There's way more in, in Guardians of the Galaxy than there is in Captain America. Captain yeah. America, there's more gravi- gravitas there. There's a little yeah. bit more of like snarky humor, obviously, with Iron Man. So, but you level set with one, and then you can again you can branch out from there. Ragnarok, yeah, exactly. Another fantastic where it's like Taika Waititi, who is like just a genius. Uh, he hit like the there's like a friggin' a home run with uh, with yeah. Ragnarok. A home run, and it aggravates me that I like it so much. Ragnarok? Yes. Oh, I love Ragnarok. So I love much. it. I love it, but I don't want to because I want a, I want a little bit more seriousness in my Thor. Hmm. I got you. But well, that's you kind of got that with, uh, that's with just Infinity pers- War, though. Like in the like the first Thor. I mean, I liked that level of humor oh, you and those like, kinds of things. So you kind of like this like Shakespearean, yes. like Hamlet-esque. For Thor. Right. For Thor. Guardians right. of the Galaxy, yeah, go bonkers. Um, but yeah, I, I think you can, with the D&D movie, I would like to see them start a little bit more seriously. But mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, if we don't start get our help. actual topic, we're never yeah, going to do this, right? <laughs> Again, this is what Zach is usually here for, folks, uh, is he herds the cats. He herds. So, uh, okay. Shall we move on to our topic then? I, I think we shall. Think uh, we we shall. probably need to go get some drinks first, don't we? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, awesome. I'll, uh, I'll try not to spill this all over my keyboard this time. Good luck. All right, and we're back. Okay. Uh, we've got our drinks filled to the brim, or at least enough uh, for me to be, you know. You got, you got your sippy cup? Yeah, comp- yeah, I got my, <laughs> I got my sippy cup. Yes, I do. My, yeah, uh, yeah. So tonight, I think we're, we're now that we've kind of gotten the the news, the thirty minute long news segment out of the out of the way. Now we can actually get to the meat and potatoes of our yeah. Uh, this our is, subject. yes, yes, Craig. This is the Gilligan's Island of podcasts. It was it was just supposed to be a real a three quick, hour tour, yeah. right? Yeah, but now it's going to be like a three month podcast uh, tonight. We the the audience has chosen. So if if dear listener, you are not watching the t- the Twitch stream, then there is uh, there's a little bit of extra in uh, in joining in the fun live. The tonight our Twitch viewers had an opportunity to select the uh, the topic for tonight, and they did it together, and they let the dice roll uh, randomly to figure out which one was which. And if you don't like the topic, it's their fault. Exactly. We got we've got plausible deniability in this. Plausible one. deniability. Yep. So uh, and so, Troy, take it away. Once you, uh, if you want to lead off and, and let us know what our what the topic was that was chosen, we can get cracking. All right. It's kind of a two parter. They kind of, they kind of feed into each other a little bit. Uh, the first is what kernel of advice would we give to a first time Adventurers League DM before their first session? What what can we what would we impart upon them? What kind of wisdom, if you will, would we pass along to a new ALDM? 
Mm-hmm. And that's the All first right, well, part. Yeah, yeah. So, so take it away. Well, how would you? Oh. What would that? Well, you kind of start us off. You got the opening uh, salvo. Okay, so I think the 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 crux of Adventurers League needs to be. You know, it, it's just one way to play D and D, and you know that needs to be remembered at all times. There's no one true way, obviously. But it's a, it's a great way for people to get involved. It's a great way for people to, you know that don't get to game very often to game on a semi-regular basis at least once a month with the virtual D&D weekends. Things like that. So if you're going to step in as an ALDM, my advice, have fun. Mm. And that's a really broad piece of advice. But if you're having fun running a game for these five or six strangers that have uh, been sat at your table, they bought a ticket, they're there to play, who knows what level of experience that they've got, and they're looking to you to provide the framework of their adventure. Go nuts. Have a blast. Have fun with the players. Have fun with the characters. Give them, give them enough rope to hang themselves in a fun way. You know, uh, if they if they come up with a crazy idea, and you think it sounds hilarious, and, and it's not too game breaking or whatever, go for it. Make them roll a die here or there, and and see what happens. Let the hilarity ensue. As long as those players are smiling and laughing and having a great time, and so are you, it's going to be a great session. Mm-hmm. And and to me, that's that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate point of Adventures League is to have fun because you are you're already in a strange situation. You don't know the people sitting at your table, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, what other what other what other defense for for from a bad time do you have other than to just get a little crazy yes bring on the super zombies <laughs> you know just just have a good time and and all else will kind of flow and you take that advice with you know you know keep in mind what the the theme of the adventure is um keep in mind the the different uh temperaments and and, and things at, at the table don't uh, don't go down a path that might be a little risque or insulting or you know mm-hmm. to somebody, but just encourage encourage your players to think outside the box, do crazy things, roll with it, and and, and have a good time. Yep, yeah, mine's similar to that, right? Like in any uh, any time that you play D anD D, you want to have a good time. Your players, if you are having a good time, your players will naturally reflect the good time. If you come in with negative energy, you come in with a lot of apprehension, worry, you get really tightly wound up about something, or if you're like the serious DM, your players might, you're going to see some of the reflection of that. Not necessarily an exact reflection, but you'll see they'll reciprocate somehow or another based Mm -hmm. on that, right? So you stay positive, stay upbeat, go into it. It's going to be, it's going to be fine, right? That's, that's usually mine with any game is whenever 
DMs come into the Herald's Guild and they're they're running a public event for the first time and they're freaking out because I don't know what I'm doing or I'm super excited or I'm worried, anxious, nervous, whatever. Uh, the advice that I always give them is, you've got this. That's yep. it. You've got it. You've got this. Don't like relax. The the more that you relax, the more fun you're going to have. The more fun they're going to have. And that's like to Troy's point. It is have it's have a good time. Uh, some of the other like some of the other advice that I would give them the first time around is remember this is not a home game. That these are they're not your buddies. Uh, they can be. They might end up being that. But yep. like a lot of them are strangers. You've never met them before, and you don't know. You know them from Adam. They might have PTSD. They may have. They may not be non-neurotypical. They may have, you know, just a lot of, you know, emotional. They may have had just a bad day. They may have had a bad day, and you don't know how to manage them from like a as a as a person yet, right? You, you can do that with your friends. Their eccentricities and things that are a little bit, you know, different from you, right? So, just remember that you're. It's public play. You don't you don't know them. They're not your friends yet. Yeah. Maybe they will be, but even while you're at the table with them, you can't treat them because this is adventurers league. If it's public play in particular, right? If it's at home and you're playing it for your home group, which is totally possible, you, that's totally legal. Then it's we're talking about a whole other ball of wax. But if you're doing it in public, remember that it's public and that these are people that you do not know. Be cool, right? Uh, and then just let the you know let it flow from there. And yeah. um, what you're probably going to end up feeling as the way that I felt at least the first time that I started running Adventurers League content is I felt pretty restricted because I'd been in a home game for so long that I could pretty much say anything that I wanted or not say anything, but I could, I could rule any way that I wanted to. I could run the story any way that I wanted to. I had this unlimited level of um, flexibility in the way that I ran the games. There's a little there. I mean, it's not rigid necessarily, but there are defined uh, parameters and kind of like edges to the, to the sandbox that you're playing inside of in adventurously. You gotta have to stay within the lines. So I uh, just kind of respect the lines that are there too. There are some rules, bone up on the the whatever the limitations are for character generation and the way that you play the game. Make sure you read your adventure. The adventure is really important because we're trying to create synergy across the tables. So those are, that's those are kind of the the highlights. It's like yeah. just remember, it's not your it's not your table. You're not your home table. It's public, and ale is just different. It's gonna be yeah, you're gonna be different. have like a more like a um, homogenous experience across the board so, uh, something else don't get hung up on the actual you know knowing all the rules of the game nobody does you're everybody's going to forget uh you know how does that condition work what's the what's the fourth level of exhaustion you know how do you roll damage for magic missile you know everybody's mm-hmm. going to forget something at some point just make a ruling that's fun and fair and go, you know, mm-hmm. you, nobody's perfect. And the more that you try to be, my guess is the less fun you're going to have mm-hmm. because you're so worried about not missing anything mm-hmm. or not messing something up. Yeah. Ferristine in chat makes a, pheno- a fantastic point. Also, nobody likes a whiner. Nobody likes a complainer. If you don't like Adventurers League, if you don't like the restrictions or however you per- perceive that, if you don't like pl- running games for people that you don't know or 
whatever beef you've got with with running Adventurers League content at home or in public, if you don't like it, you don't have to run it. And it's better for you not to run it and walk away from it and either become a player or go back to the home game and do that scene. But it is not a good idea to take your frustrations to the table and share that ever with yeah. your players. It doesn't, it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't yeah. help you. It doesn't help them. It doesn't, it doesn't help anybody. And if you, if you need to complain, because everybody has mm-hmm. – everybody, every DM has had an adventure or two where it's just like, man – this is a completely unpolished turd. <laughs> they didn't even try. Mm-hmm. Talk to your other DMs. Mm-hmm. You know that's what yeah. that's what the rest of us commiserate. Yeah, commiserate. Yeah. Did you have yeah. the same problem with this adventure that I did? Oh my yep. god! Oh, help me! Right. And but then what you can also do is you want to take that negative, like anything in life. You just you got to put some sugar into it, make it lemonade. Because what you can also do is you can go to the DMs. We've done this in the past. Shout out to Janine, where you've got, you know, you're struggling with an adventure that you do not like, but you're forced to run it. And then you work with another DM to make it better. Same goes for Troy. We talked about yep. that before, where you collaborate with one another and you say, well, I ran it like this, and I introduced this character like this, and I did this thing like that, and you love it. And then you sh- you share that, and through that sharing, you're able to uh, you're able to juice up your own yep. uh, well, your own content great. and make your make the experience way better for your players too. Yeah, exactly. You gotta mm-hmm. you got to uh, you know that's why you need to read that adventure as 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 soon mm-hmm. as you can because otherwise, you know if you if you're waiting until the morning of, you're, you're just putting yourself you know, in a bad spot. And if you don't like it or you don't quite get something or you, or it's not quite speaking to you the way other, the others in this series have, you don't have time to reach out and talk to somebody else before you have to sit down and run that thing and mm-hmm. make it a blast for your players. Right. So give yourself all the tools, give, you know, don't, don't hamstring yourself by any stretch. You know, and uh, our, our buddy Craig's saying uh, some good stuff here. Don't be defensive. Uh, and uh, so, so if you get something wrong, or you make a mistake, you you botch something. There's no sense in you know running back on your heels about it and getting upset over it. It happens, you know. Uh, sometimes the players are going to correct you about general D and D fifth edition rules. About uh, like if you haven't played Adventurers League in a while, you come back in and the rules have changed, which. We're gonna go back to Kilolot's comments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, a, wait a couple of months, and the rules will change in Adventurers League. Be ready for it to be flexible, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way that it is. Uh, don't see it as the players trying to diminish your, you know, ability as a DM or saying that you know, trying to point out that you're terrible or anything like that. They want to play like a lot of these. A lot of our players are really passionate about Adventurers League specifically. And they've got they've buttoned up their character logs and their sheets and everything like that, and they are on the level at every level about mm-hmm. stuff. And so they're really passionate about this, and they want to make sure that that experience that they have is the same kind of experience that their friends are having. And so the, to them, a lot of the rules are really important, and not to be not a legalist about it necessarily, but uh, they're not going to uh, as long as they're coming at you from a perspective of like of uh, like gentle or friendly correction, as opposed to you know. Being a wang about it, obviously that can happen too. But uh, yeah, just be ready for. It. And 
another thing that Craig brings up too is that we're going back to that. These are not your, they're not your friends. Whenever you first sit at that table with them, yeah. like, be careful about your humor. Your style of humor may not be another person's style of humor. And like, really, how important is it to you that like you get all of your fart jokes in at the table, right? Or like crude humor or yeah. something that would be considered like sexist, you know, or some offensive, right? It may work at your house with your friends, but it's not, it's public play. And again, go into it. They're strangers that you're trying very, very hard to, uh, to show a good time and to yeah. enjoy an experience with them. And that is like a, a lack of awareness, social awareness with somebody about that. All you're in, you're going to do is you're going to make it raise people's hackles and make it harder for you to connect with them and to collaborate and create a really awesome story and experience yeah. with them. Yeah. If you wouldn't tell that joke to your pastor, your grandma and your boss, probably shouldn't do that at the mm -hmm. gaming table either. Yep. Safe. Safe. Yep. I mean, you, what the rule is typically PG 13, but even still, even depending still. on your audience, you still want to be careful about even that PG 13 yep. can be yeah, stretched that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. PG 13 allows how many F bombs now? Uh, I think it's two, but you two, can't no. use them toward, they can't be about fornication. Right. Can actually be, it has to be like just an like an, a random expletive, I think. Yep. Which that makes it always better. But yeah, the, I don't know. The, those are those are I think some of the top pieces of advice I would give to a new AL. And DM. read the mod. Read the mod. Read the mod. Read the read mod. the module. Read the adventure. Read the adventure. Read the mod and rely on your other friends, your other DMs. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're out there. All right, so what was the second half of our All right, of our topic the second here? part uh, was, was brought to us by, by Feristine, and uh, she wants to know, what do DMs do to survive a virtual con? I added this part. A virtual con, and what do they do to survive an in-person con? Mm. And what's harder in one than it is in the other? What's easier? You mm. know, what makes virtual harder than in person and what makes it easier than in person because you there are there are things that are just unexpectedly difficult that you didn't expect mm. online as opposed to in person and then there are some things online that are just an absolute breeze as opposed to in person so john you made me do the first part <laughs> so you're going to take the lead on this one all right, so which one do you want me to hit first? Uh, which one? Uh, like, so virtual, in person. What is what is the most? What's difficult about each one? Maybe. Sorry, yeah, how, how, you, how, how do you survive? How, how, how do, you, do you survive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I'll do virtual first because that's the one that we've been doing for the longest time. Uh, for for me, virtual is uh, it's more work, for sure. Uh, so prepare yourself mentally for the amount of prep that you're going to have to do dependent upon your virtual tabletop uh, and really like what you're willing to kind of put into it, honestly. And you'll get a, a lot of the times you'll get, get in what you put out, right? Uh, but to survive, drink lots of water. <laughs> drink lots of water. Uh, get up and move. Stretch. Flex as you are. Like I, I remember I actually ended up getting a freaking back injury during Gen Con last year that took me like two weeks to get over. 
just it, it was it was sitting in that same hunched position mm-hmm. for like 32 hours and what's tough about it is the dm is I, you can't easily i can't stand up right now and the webcam stays on me so that people can see my face they get like stomach and like a groin shot i mean that's that's no way to behave right <laughs> so so for me i can't really get up and, and walk around and move around nearly enough and stretch and flex and i didn't you know i just didn't prep myself for it i didn't think i'd need to until i sat for yeah, who, 32 to 40 hours over the course of a weekend it was crazy that is not pg-13 that's right that is not pg-13 well i mean i wear pants so well maybe i don't know it depends on the pants Sometimes I'm wearing those Prince jeans. I'm wearing my stretchy pants. <laughs> stretchy pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, like that for me, surviving surviving it is just like is physicality for me more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Because we're just, you're going to play games and you're going to have a, a good time, but uh, that's the virtual part. It's just not being able to get up and move around as often as you usually would. And of course, back then, like part of it too is we were still trying to figure out the tempo and the rhythm of how we would, how these games would run. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it felt back to back to back to back to back. So it was run and grab, grab something to eat, scarf it down for five minutes, use the bathroom, run back. You're setting up the tokens for the next person, da, 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 all that good stuff. So for me, a lot, for, for me, it was physicality. Very much like in-person Gen Con. Well, that, well old school yeah, in-person old school. Gen Con. Get I'm done, hoping that it's not going to be like that. Grab some time. food, come back. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, physical, and then uh, for in-person, what are the challenges? Or how do you survive an in-person um, convention? Oh, man, be prepared. Don't forget your stuff. For me, to survive it, to me, it's about, for me, it's about, like, I, I know that I over-prepare with a lot of stuff. So I'll, I'll take the, the yeah, just sco- just skosh. So, but I'll take the, like, a more of a, like, a moderate, or like a median a level of preparation. It's like, don't forget your stuff. Yeah. Write a list of the stuff that you're supposed to bring and bring it. Think about things like, you know, the, how you're going to, your hygiene, your taking care of yourself. How do you survive an in-person con and anything like that? Man, number one, it is take care of yourself while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's easy, really easy to get lost in the good time or making sure that others are having a good time and you're willing to make sacrifices of yourself. You really shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Eat right, drink water, get some get some rest. I mean, we're go, let's go back to less. Yep. You know, really, you want to survive? Listen to it's follow less's rules about yep. six about, two one six two one right six hours two meals one bath or one shower one something every single day. But honestly, that's not enough for me. Even though he's right, that's the minimum. Drink lots of water, get that rest. Go and talk to people. Give yourself, like, if don't go to a convention and kill yourself while you're there. You should, you deserve, if you're going to put that effort into making sure that people are having a good time, you deserve to have a good time, too. So get away, go to the, go to the, the dealer hall, go talk to, meet friends, talk to friends. I mean, like, the sky's the limit. What about you, Troy? Where would you start with it? Uh, well, one thing that you, that you brought up a couple of different times and I think this is this is good advice for any DM. I think mm-hmm. it's not the DM's job to entertain the players. Mm. You know, we that is not. You know, if a player sits down at your table and crosses his arms and looks at you and says, "All right, DM, entertain me," 
That's not what a DM does. We have the framework of the story. We have the beats of the story. And all that good stuff. But you are writing the script. Mm-hmm. You're just as much in, you know, the player is just as much in control of the fun of the table as the DM. So I think if more DMs took that to heart and realized that and more players kind of understood that, you know, the stress level of the DM would go down quite a bit. Um, So that, you know, like what John said, take care of yourself. It's not resting all on your shoulders to make sure that those players have fun. You want them to have fun. You want to have fun. Mm-hmm. That Everybody should want to have fun, and that allows for everybody to, to, to work together, create a cool story, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, don't, don't pull that all on you because it's not your job to entertain. Mm-hmm. It's your job to help facilitate this story. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's one. That, that's one that I forget about sometimes too. So it's, I'm yeah. not. It's not like I'm immune. We can all we can, yeah, fall we all, into that. We all kind of do that. It's like oh, I really yeah. got to make sure that these people have fun. But we it's want like, people to have a good time, and so sometimes we're, again, you're willing to you sacrifice yourself on the altar of somebody else's entertainment. Yeah. And right. And but Troy's absolutely right. Couldn't couldn't be more right about because yeah. that's a, that's a player responsibility. Players. Yeah. If you're out there listening. You go to an in-person convention. You go to a virtual convention. First of all, if you're going to a virtual convention, turn on your camera. Please. I don't care how ugly you think you are. You're beautiful to me when I see your face because you're at my table and we're going to have a good time and you're here to have a good time. Turn well, your camera not, on. Maybe not Mike. <laughs> well, there is Mike. There's always my camera. <laughs> There's always my gamer. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah, like turn on your friggin' camera. Let me yeah. see you. Let's like Let's actually engage one another. This isn't a Zoom call at work where you just like... You're trying to get work done, and you're trying to listen in on a conference call or anything like that. Like, just, and you're watching, you know, Maury Povich. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and then, uh, okay, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No. Uh, how, how else do you survive? How do you survive in uh, virtual cons? A lot. Everything. Everything that you said. Yes, definitely. Um, g- yeah. Give yourself some some downtime. Mm-hmm. And I know. Th- I know. There's DMs out there. They're just like, I'm going to run every slot. Hmm. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> um, but if that's if that's what uh, floats your boat, that's what you know really gives you the 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 juice. Go for it. But man, I tell you, I tell you, what, you know, I want to be able to just kind of step away from the computer, especially sitting in front of that computer mm-hmm. for four days straight running games. Yeah, I need I need a break. I want to watch some TV. I want to go outside. Mm. I want to make sure that you know the world hasn't ended. Well, that's actually a really good one. My too. house. Go outside. Yeah, go outside. Get a, get in a person sure. and virtual people. Go get your vitamin D for Pete's sake. We're naturally cave people when you're you're a gamer gamer a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Don't be a cave person. Go outside and get some sun. Yeah. Uh, in person. Um, in person is to me, there's a lot of front loading mm-hmm. vitamin C start taking vitamin C a week or two before the convention. Cause con crud is a thing. And it's, I'm not mm-hmm. joking about the COVID thing. Con crud is a thing. You're around all these people from all over the world. When you, when you're talking about Gen Con 
and you know, people people are gonna be get we're gonna get sick. You're gonna get uh, mm-hmm. uh, the sniffles, the cough. You're gonna come home. You're gonna feel like feel like butt for the next three days at work. Mm-hmm. Start to start taking your vitamin C and your uh, your zinc. immune boosters and things like that. Yeah, zinc mm-hmm. and whatnot. Start drinking water. Start drinking because water. You will dehydrate. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a really good one too. What about staying hydrated for your voice, Troy? State you got to stay. You know, that is one thing about virtual as a po- that makes it that virtual is easier. Your mm-hmm. voice will last longer virtually than it will in person yep. because you are not trying to elevate your voice higher or high enough so your table can hear you over the din of the rest of the gaming hall. So your voice mm-hmm. will last a little bit longer, but that doesn't mean don't ignore the hydration. Drink lots of water. Have have your uh, cough drops handy, your 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 throat lozenges and things like that. I always bring at least three bags because mm-hmm. I personally probably won't go through more than one bag, but I know I'm going to have table mates uh, running games that probably yeah. didn't bring them. So and if you don't like throat lozenges, peppermints, butterscotch, yeah, something. Werther's Originals, whatever you got to, you just got to make sure that you stay fluid, right? You're, that mm-hmm. constant lubrication to your throat, because as soon as you stop doing it, it doesn't take long at all for that for you, yeah, for you to you really tax your voice. You, you know? It will go down. If you're talking fast. for like, if you're doing a full, like what is it's like seven? You're talking about seven sessions for Baldman in order to get your badge and your hotel, and, and your hotel right? Room. So seven times four, 28 hours of talking over the course. And that's just sitting at the table, sitting at the table. Exactly. You're not talking about, you know, the after parties, uh, the other, the games that you're going to go play Mm -hmm. in the demos that you're going to do the just hanging out. Yeah. So yeah, take care of that voice. Lots of water, um, throat lozenges, immune system boosters, things like that. And start start a week or so before mm-hmm. start drinking more water. Uh, get out and walk more before the convention. Yes. Yeah, I uh, always try to drop a couple pounds before I go. Yeah, because you know, you might not think it's that much walking. It's like, oh, you know, it's just a little bit extra than what I normally do. Yeah, you're wrong. Unless you're like a mailman for an entire town, right? You're, you're or- wrong. You're also toting a bunch of crap too. Yeah, you're also carrying stuff, and you know you might lose track of time, so you're trying to hustle from one end of the convention site to the play area. You know all that kind of stuff. So maybe get out and you know walk a walk a few days here. You know before the convention, just kind of get your get yourself feeling a little bit more limbered up, and that way, if you if you blow a hammy or you or something like that, you do it a week or two before, so that way you know hopefully you've recovered by the time the convention. Mm-hmm rolls around uh yes take care of yourself make sure you have make sure you have fun if if you feel yourself starting to spiral reach out Hmm. there's there are so many people available to help you Mm -hmm. just reach out and 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 let's 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 keep it pretty generic too we're not even talking about D &D. yeah organized like I can't think of another organized play group that is not going to circle the wagons around their GMs, their DMs, et cetera. So or even if it's somebody that it's a friend, right? If you're there with just a couple of your friends, 
and you really don't have any like if you're not really getting the support you feel like you're supposed to be getting from whatever organized play group that you're a part of go talk to your friends yeah go talk to them well cause, yeah uh and that's a really good point it, because like gen con it, it's just massive mm-hmm. for 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 those of you that have never been to a to gen con before it's mind-blowing how many people mm-hmm. are there and all the stuff's going on how spread apart everything is you walk into that dealer's room and there's it's like you're at the 4-H fair and you're one of the cows. Mm-hmm. So that can be overwhelming in and of itself. You're surrounded by all those people. And if you start feeling some kind of way, again, reach out. They've actually got rooms around the convention area. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what they're actually called, but they're like sensory re- reduced rooms. Yeah, very cool, like very that, quiet, yeah. very dark, very cool. Yeah. Go in there, have a set, just chill out for a little bit, get yourself calm. Mm-hmm. You That's know. a really good point, too. For my introverts out there that are exhausted by human interaction oh, yeah. and by noise and just the chaos of humans being around one another. Because Troy's right. Gen Con, the first time I went... It's a beast. Blew me away. It was a sea of nerd flesh. Just like buttholes and elbows close to, like close to one another and like granted this year is going to be different because they have they're reducing the number of tickets that are allowed so you're going to have a lower volume but i mean by what comparison yeah but really? it's still going to be huge it's still going to be huge yeah so those those sensory like you know the chill zones whatever, chill zones whatever yeah whatever they're called yeah whatever they're called so, yeah take advantage of those for sure you know if you feel like you're getting a little freaked out and anxious take a take a breather yeah, Tell fine. your friends that you're taking a breather. Don't let them push you into yeah. not taking a breather. It's like, look, do you want me to freak out and go home? Are you cool with like me hanging here for about an hour while you all go and do whatever you want to do? Come check back in on me to make sure that I'm still here. But otherwise... Yeah, find... Yeah. Uh, if you're going, pick safe spots. Hey, if I lose track of you, check back at this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And eventually, you know, we'll both be checking here. This is where we're going to meet. You know, cell phones kind of make that a lot easier nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I remember back when there was no such thing as cell phones. Well, and it's loud. And oh yeah, it's so loud. And you're not going to feel it vibrate because you know yep. you're unless you've got that thing in your hand, yep. which I don't recommend because if you're like this and you're looking at your phone, someone's going to plow into you because there's so many people. But mm-hmm. yeah, just just pick different spots. Find a spot. It's like you know what? If I start to and you don't have a a, a chill area. Uh, a sensory room or whatever you determine a spot you know mm-hmm. if i start to feel overwhelmed i'm going to go over there i'm going to go out front of the building i'm going to sit mm-hmm. on the bench yeah step outside because it's always quieter outside you know, than it is inside unless it's yeah. you're around like the food trucks and stuff make, like that. make your plans always make yeah. plans you know you know if, if you're going with a group of people okay this is what we're going to do we're going to try and meet up here in whatever time you know the whole family thing it's like you know make sure you you come back to this area by six o'clock you know that kind of thing just to help yourself put that stuff out there you know have your phone uh have a a a, like a battery charger with you if you need like john said before make sure you're taking care of yourself don't allow the unexpected to take control and to ruin your experience. So what's easier and what's harder? Um, virtual 
not being able to look across the table and see your players makes it infinitely harder, not just to run, but to keep your pulse on what's happening at the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to being able to see those people, you kind of know, you, you can tell when someone is not engaged with the game, and you might be able to try to help. You know, it's easier to figure out how to pull them back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like what John said, you know, and I know some people have a a very real you know, deal with cameras and, and, you know, stuff like that. You, it's, and I'm not speaking to the, to them because it's like a, it's a, like a real thing. I'm not like a doctor. I'm not sure making fun of what, what anybody might have going on with cameras and stuff. But if it's just because you're, you know, it's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't like cameras because, you know, whatever you look the same on a camera as you do in person. So, you know, if you're sitting at my table, I'm going to see you anyway. Uh, you know what? Like, honestly, like, I I just want to see you. Not to be weird. No, not to be because weird. Because I want to connect I wanna, with you. That's I all I want to connect. Really yeah. yeah. If if your house is messy, throw a blanket over it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you got going on, just, I don't know. Or turn the camera a certain way. Like, how, like give me an up-the-nose shot for all yeah. I care. It's fine. Well, as long as I'm able to kind of read your face and all that good stuff. But, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, the virtual side of things is is tough. It uh, is honestly yeah, it's tough. Um, so, so what else aside from like the 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 challenges and the advice that we would want to give first timers for that? What else? What other components? What Craig actually had a question. We may end up moving into kind of like some chat questions here shortly. Uh, if anybody wants some some additional insights, but, but Craig had asked about bags. How big our bags are when we run, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, that that there is there is pre-COVID bags and now there's post-COVID bags because pre-COVID I packed relatively light. I had like a satchel that I would keep my books in, minis, dice, all that good stuff, so that I could throw over my shoulder that wouldn't take up hand space because my hand was usually. Uh, I was carrying like something else, right? Like some other kind of bag or I had, I took tactiles with me one year. I took, uh, I took, uh, I I took a scroll case full of maps that I'd pre-drawn right now. All that said, uh, this year I got a lot of goodies that I probably like emotionally purchased on Kickstarter. Thanks to my two yahoos on this podcast. Right, so I've got I've got a crap load of stuff that I'm going to bring. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to bring a trunk on rollers down to the to the convention <laughs> hall. That's not even a, that's no joke and that's no exaggeration. Oh man, you're going to be uh, one of those people. I am going to be one of those people. I cannot, but you know what? I can't wait. All of my little goodies and trinkets and stuff like that that I've been, it's been collecting dust for the last year. So yeah. the good thing for me, like the way that I scheduled it, and this is another thing too, is like think about your your schedule. Sometimes you can't control your schedule. You, sometimes you can only like ask for it. Like I, I want this day and that day and this time and that time. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Even those of us like in the BMG, the uh, Baldman Games Committee, we don't. There's no guarantee that what we ask for is exactly what we're going to end up getting. This time around for Origins, I did. I'm doing all day Friday, so I'm going to be on the floor on Friday. So when I take that ba- that trunk down Friday morning, it's not leaving until eleven o'clock that night. Or later, 
Um, so it's, I only have to have it out there that one time, though. But for me, I'm gonna I'm going I'm going whole hog, baby. Yeah. I'm gonna have a lot of crap miniatures and terrain and bringing my dwarven forge stuff that I never get to play with. So I'm bringing all my toys with me. Hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, I am not. I know you're not. <laughs> I don't. I <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> I've I've done that kind of stuff before. Um, I learned my lesson. It's just too much to keep it. I I learned my lesson in that it slows me down running the game. Really? Uh, yes. Because if I've got all this Dwarven Forge and I want to use it for more than one encounter, mm -hmm. I have just added time to that encounter. It's true. So to to that to to the running of that encounter because you guys sit there and you gotta put it all out and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I pre draw my maps. Yes, um, things like that. I try to have all the minis for a specific adventure separated out already, so that I'm not mm -hmm. leafing through a bunch of things. Um, thing, things like that. I try to I try to go as light as possible, just because you know I have seen I have seen those DMs that have you know steamer trunks of stuff. And yeah. it all looks great, and it's all cool. But it's like they get there. If you're at all late getting to your table, mm -hmm. then it is. It's your stress level goes through the roof trying to get everything set up before your players set down, and that's no good. You, you, you if if uh, the session runs a little bit longer, and you're so you're right up to that quitting time. Now you've got to hurry up. And break all of that stuff down so the next DM can sweep. It's going to be a little bit different because we have the hour buffer, but mm -hmm. still, that just takes time away from you to getting your stuff tore down, take it back to the room, and then go grab something to eat if you're do if you're doing that, you know, or whatever. It's I am all about when I'm DMing at a convention in person. How do I make the biggest impact with the smallest footprint? You can see that. Because, I mean, it just helps expedite things. Um, and that was my mentality Ed, before. I think this time it's just, again, I've got so much stuff that I want to get I want to get out there. Yeah. I'm, willing to, I'm willing to set my schedule to where I don't have to go back upstairs. My son's coming with me, so he's going to be my squirrel going to grab me food or at least hanging out and watching my stuff for me every once in a while. So I'm not, not too, too worried about it. Yeah. My stuff. No. But I get that. That is something that you that uh, advice for a brand new Adventures League DM. Mind your scheduling. Mm -hmm. Everybody always wants to impress the bald man. You know, everybody yeah. always. I'll do whatever you need, Dave. I'll do. I'll do this. I'll. I'll run. There's only eight shots for this show. Okay, great. I'll run twelve. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that's great. It's great that you want to help out. It's great that you want to. You know to do so much for the community and all that. Awesome. It just don't. Yes. Don't, don't volunteer, you know, don't volunteer for eight slots and then also volunteer to run eight different modules. Oh my God. Ugh. Because not only are you destroying yourself, you've just tanked your eight tables worth of players mm -hmm. because you couldn't prep those modules to the best of your ability to give them the best game possible. You're shooting yourself in the foot. 
make sure you can control what you've got you know volunteer for one or two different adventures you might end up getting three you might end up getting mm-hmm. four but volunteer for a couple mm-hmm. that way your prep is lower you can put more effort into it this is for online or in person yep set yourself up for success at all yeah. times if this is something that you're going to do more and more uh the way i do it for like virtual weekends you know hopefully you can start at the beginning of a season so run those brand new modules that come out there might be mm-hmm. three or four of them get those prepped the next month comes around you've got all that stuff saved yep. you don't have to re- reinvent the wheel for those modules now you could just prep the new one mm-hmm. and then the new one and then the new one and then yeah, the if new you want to do if you you get bored with doing the same one over and over again you can have a stable of adventures that you can run that are already prepped that you already know that you've already that you've run before uh, that are in your yes. virtual tabletop of choice right so you just go back whenever so whenever you select the ones for the next time around you can say well, I want all three yeah I want the new one and I want the last two and this now and now when the admins throw up a call hey uh, we had a DM with a family mm-hmm. emergency and they were running you know 10-2 sold out table can anybody cover it yeah you can because you still have it all saved you have it all good to go because you only had to learn one new module for this run you can go back do a quick glance at the module because you've already ran it a few times boom and that's just as valuable as wanting to run every stinking slot yep and and it won't kill you as bad and you're the hero yep absolutely uh i think the the last thing that i'll probably add about how to survive uh in person and virtual is in both cases um put yourself out there among your peers that's that's my recommendation don't like i know that it's tough for some right maybe it's impossible i don't know i don't know your situation at least i know for me uh, be willing to challenge yourself uh, to 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 find somebody around that you don't know that you can make a friend out of that's how troy zach and i got together Yep. It was actually Troy was kind of like the nexus point, but it was. Oh, uh, don't blame me. I'm blaming you. It's your fault. You're never going to get rid of me now. So, <laughs> suck it. Um, no, but it was, it was, uh, it was, you know, I talked to people. And I, I'm, I've got like, I'm an extra, I'm, I'm an extra introvert, right? I'm a little bit of both that I can be really outspoken. I can talk to people, but I do get tired and I get, mm-hmm. I need that time away and stuff like that. So I ran a lot. At Winter Fantasy 2020, um, a lot. I ran th- my 32 hours plus. I think I, att- I actually added on at least two additional uh, sessions because I was the go-getter. Mm-hmm. That Troy's talking about right, and so um, I don't wanted to help out less and Dave and all that good stuff. But I made time for the people in between, just talking to them. Right? Yeah. Do something nice. Go out of your way to be nice. It like it's it's noticed. Especially in this yeah. in this group, man, an act of kindness and somebody being uh, like willing to help out goes a long way, and it's and it's very very visible. Um, yeah. yeah, so be like that's that's my thing is like find 
some people, find your people. And by your people, I mean it's like literally any person. Yeah, this cool. is your tribe. Yeah. And so because so. we're – because that's uh, that's part of it too. It's like if you just go – it's a job. You know, you can you can enjoy spending time with the players. And maybe you end up – you might end up taking like hanging out with your players after the fact and getting really, really chummy and close to them too, which that's totally a thing. But remember you've got your peers that you can lean on too. Troy, to Troy's point, you can – you can share your laments with one another, complaints, commiserate, all that good stuff. And your triumphs and your hilarious stories, your touching yeah. moments. Oh, slot 13. Slot 13. Right? You need to throw out slot 13 and you go go for drinks afterward on a Saturday night and everybody's talking about you know some of the silly things their players did that were hilarious. Everyone wants to hear about the stories. Mm-hmm. Really, people want, they want to share their stories, but they also want to hear about them too because some of the stuff... It's just so crazy. Oh, yeah, you have to so be there bizarre. in order to, yeah, to believe it. So that's that's my big thing. That's that's virtual and that's uh, in person. It's a yeah. little. It's harder in, in virtual. It is. It, well, it can be actually. Let's, I take that back. That depends on the approach. Let me let me let me self correct. Virtual can actually be harder. It just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in person may give you hives trying to talk to a person, whereas. The anonymity and the safety of being at a keyboard and talking to somebody may be easier for you. Yeah. If that's the case, get on whatever. If it's not Baldman Games, if it's not the Herald's Guild, if it's something else, Pathfinder Society, whatever. Get out there and talk to people um, as much as you're comfortable with. And, um, yeah. Or, or you can like uh, you can be Ferristine and be a pro lurker, too. No, that's Cassidy. Oh, that's Cassidy. Oh, I got you. That's Cassidy. That's She's a pro, pro lurker. Skills. Yeah, but I mean, like, but you can be a lurker if you if you want to. Yeah. But I mean, I think that you're, I believe that my philosophy is you're going to get more out of it the more that you connect with people. And it'll be, I think it'll be, it's good in the long run to do that. I think you'll enjoy it more because you'll have people that you'll, you know. Like when I go back to, when I go to Origins, I know a ton of people that they're going to be there outside of just Troy and Zach that are, that are, I'm going to be glad to see, and that shockingly might actually be glad to see me. That's cool, right? I know it's a gamble, but it's put, that's pushing yeah, high hopes. Yeah. It's yeah, good high to have hopes. hopes. Yeah, so that's that's my final thought that I'll probably I'll I'll probably button it up with is is that Just like connect with people, do the best you can. Yeah, right. Everybody's got their limits, but yeah, that's my challenge to yeah. uh, to everybody out there. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get along with everybody. That's mm-hmm. just that's just life but we are all here for the same reason players Mm -hmm. dms administrators hq we're all here for the same reason Mm -hmm. we like nerdy stuff we like to pretend that we're elves and barbarians and riding dragons and dwarves not riding dwarves they don't like that Um, that's a dm skilled thing i've i mean like Dwarves, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, we're all here for the same reason. We're all here to have a good time and to to do goofy stuff and have fun, play games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna find every convention you go to is anywhere from a couple hundred to a few thousand of some of your best friends that you haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, There's some douche nozzles out there. There, there are some, there's some turds. Don't get me wrong; they're out there for sure. But you know what? I've, God, man, I've had a phenomenal. I've been so record. lucky. I've been so, so blessed. Lucky. Absolutely. 
hundred percent. Yeah, the so, players are great. I keep saying like, that. It's not me. I'm not a butt kiss. I'm serious. Like I've like I've had really great players. I've I've had a couple questionables that have been out there, like smattered here and there. But yeah, whatever. Totally manageable. Ma- makes me appreciate the other ones more. Yep, absolutely. All right. So, uh, so Master Troy, since I have to refer to you, that's that since Zach is not here. Um, t- uh, what do you say? Have we have, have we given the the devil his due when I, it comes to this? I think. Well, I don't know. Uh, Girk, Fairstein, these these topics were basically your you know your kind of brainchild. What do you think? Have we have we covered the topic decently enough? Have we hit all hit most of the high points and glossed over some of the low points? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious whether or not uh, we met the and, met the satisfaction of the requirements. And yes, met. Craig, we will be you know. Zach and I will be giving giving our uh, after Gen Con stories and feedback, and mm-hmm. the, and then the three of us will be doing the same for Origins. So right take some never video. fear. Oh yeah, take yeah. Some video, yeah, yeah. Do some video and pictures and stuff like that. We'll throw it up on the uh, the old big screen here. We'll, <laughs> we'll do that together. Thank you. Uh is going to let us know how we did in the feedback forum once we post it in chat. So that's awesome. Well, there goes my scores. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, awesome. Well, uh, yeah, so I, I, I love this topic, honestly. I, lo- I love yeah, – because good. what it does more than anything else, it just gets me excited about, about going and doing the in-person stuff again and the virtual stuff. Oh, and the, yeah. the virtual stuff is not – it's uh, it's tough sometimes, but it hasn't gotten – I'm, I'm, I'm not beating I'm missing death it. it. I'm missing, I'm missing it. it. You know, because I haven't you, done. It. You are for sure. I haven't done it in a while, and yeah. you know, once once Origins is in the books, then you know, come October, at the very least, October, I'm, I'm wanting to jump back into the virtual mm-hmm. world again, because um, I don't know if I'll be able to swing uh, Game Holcon in October, mm-hmm. and then yeah. I'm really not sure what between October and Winter Fantasy would be available. But uh, yeah. That might be the next in person would be after Origin would be Winter Fantasy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but it makes me excited. So I, I love the topic. Ooh, yeah. So I thank you, Troy, for uh, for for waxing semantical about about in person and virtual play and conventions and all that good stuff and talking about our adventure league experience for the newbies. Uh, for uh, chat out there, thanks a lot for for hanging out with us and for sticking it out through technical difficulties that we have here and there. Appreciate you coming back. Um, yeah, so the usual channels that you can go to if you want to get in contact with us, you've got Facebook, you've got Discord. Man, be a part of the Discord community. We've got really great people that are out there, and there and the the community is growing. Uh, day day by day, so that's a really great place to find Troy and Zach and I. It's like the mm-hmm. nexus point for for the three of us. Uh, we'll talk to you about the projects that we're working on. We'll give you a quick ping to let, remind you that the Twitch stream is about to get started. Uh, we'll tell you about the stuff that we're excited about. We got stuff out there about uh, like even like we're showing our swag off, right? Each of us are kind of taking a look at each other's setups and stuff like that. And I think that's really cool. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so uh, we're going to put the links to that, all those social media accounts in uh, in the doobly-doo. Uh, those will be included. But yeah, reach out and be a part of it. Kind of keep up with us yes. uh, because, man, we love the community and we love connecting with others about this or otherwise we wouldn't be doing this in the first place. So uh, please do. 
Yeah. And uh, any uh, last words of wisdom before we we depart, Master? Uh, wisdom, no. My script writers have, you know, didn't didn't give me anything else to to say. But uh, just, you know, take care of yourselves, whether it's going to a convention or not. Take care of yourselves, because uh, mm-hmm. I I want to I want to play more games with with all of you, whether I whether I played with games with you before or not. I still want to play games with you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, reach out, whether in person, online, whatever. You need something. You want to talk games. You, we're here. Let's Absolutely. let's have fun. Couldn't have said it better. All right. Well, from those of us here at uh, Bytes Gaming, miss you, Zach. Hopefully, we uh, we held it down well enough to where we didn't just completely light the eh, the house on fire. You know, whatever. Eh. Uh, but yeah. So from all of us to all of you, we bid you a uh, a good evening, afternoon, or morning wherever you are in this world. Troy, take have, us out. Have a great game, everyone. All right. Everybody, stay safe. Yeah, this was a good one. Yes, kudos to those of you that were... Yeah, yeah. Gerkin, 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 Gerkin,